A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Raptors Over Everything, brought to you by Yahoo Sports Canada. My name is Iman, and today I'm joined by Asad. Asad, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, good. And I'd be doing even better if everyone listening right now hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, left a comment, and did all of that good stuff. Um, and also, you know what? I'm feeling pretty good because I know it's not it's not the holidays here, but like it just feels like holiday season, you know. It just feel like there was no NBA games last night. We're recording this, uh, well, the night of Thanksgiving in the United States of America. And I thought, why not bring some of that holiday cheer over to us here in Canada? Yeah, it's a little, it's a month too late, but why not? We're also celebrating one month of the NBA season. So I thought this would be a very perfect time. Now, are you ready to join me for a very special Thanksgiving slash Black Friday themed American but Canadian episode of Raptors Over Everything? Let's get to it. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's start off by giving thanks. Let's get into a nice thankful mood and let's start off by giving thanks. Um, What would you like to give thanks to in this Raptors season? Uh, I would like to give thanks to, I guess, just generally good health. I think the Raptors have, you know, had generally pretty good health so far. You know, Pascal Siakam's played in every game so far. Scotty Barnes played in every single game so far, even with, you know, a little bit of nicks and bruises here and there. Uh, OG Ananobi, you know, outside of a freak, uh, accident, home accident at home, you know, he's, uh, he's been, he's been healthy and good to go. Don't and, do chores. Let's get some yeah. pass grab it. So, at least for the early part of the season where, you know, you knew the Raptors were coming in with a new coach, new system. You wanted the starting lineup to get as much time as possible together. And we've gotten that because they have luckily not been that injured. Um, and even for the bench, like outside of Precious Achua, um, they haven't really dealt with much health stuff uh, to start the season. So I, I'd, I'd give thanks for that in the early Raptor season. Honestly, that was mine as well. I I have to say like, health you can look at some of these other teams around the league they would really be wanting some health right now and so the Raptors the Raptors are quite fortunate there if I had to pick something else just on the fly and remixing here this is gonna rub a lot of people the wrong way and I get that but as someone who really wanted to see this team give it a go I'm kind of thankful that for the most part the core has returned and we're getting to see what this looks like I want to throw everything the kitchen sink at the wall was this thing I just want to throw everything and see what sticks and see if there's any way to sort of salvage the core that you have and I think just bringing everybody back not doing this sort of giant wholesale at the start of the season or before training camp um just makes me a little happy because we had to test out and really see if this team is worth it in the end um and so yeah I'm I'm grateful that this core for the most part has stuck together to start the season 
Yeah, I know that's going to rub a lot of people the wrong way, guys, but I just, I like my guys. I like my guys. I'm missing some of them right now, but I like the ones that are still here. Um, now, if you can get a little more granular and we can give thanks to maybe a specific game this season, let's get really into the weeds. They've only played, what is it, like 15 games or so, so far. Um, but if you can get into one specific one, which one would you pick? Uh, so far this season, uh, honestly, it's going to sound like, recency bias but i'm gonna say the indiana game because i'll be honest like you lose the first leg of a back-to-back and like you're completely embarrassed you come in second night of a back-to-back against a team that's like one of the best offenses in the nba just flat out setting scoring records and you're just hoping to stick around and for the raptors to steal that game even after two missed gary trent jr free throws at the end of that game and an open buddy heel three um, you just have to be thankful for that. Um, I think if the Raptors lost that game, it would be a, a lot more of a backbreaker. Um, right now, you know, they're still hovering around 500. So it's still, you know, they still have the chance of, you know, putting things together and, you know, making a good run and then giving themselves, you know, some positive vibes to kind of start this season off with. Uh, so definitely the Indiana game. Um, uh, there's other games that have been, you know, special so far, but, uh, I think the Indiana one is still fresh, fresh, fresh in my mind. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with that at all. That was on my short list. And they're, they're, what's wild is, yes, you're only 15 games in, but there are a couple of games already that I think sort of make Raptors lore. Like, doing what you did to Milwaukee, anytime you can do that to a Giannis and Dame team, especially after the summer that you just had, is is got to be on that list. But To me, I was really debating between the Wizards game and the Mavs game. Wizards game, just because, again, losing a game like that to a team that has no business wanting to win, right? Like, they're not interested in winning these games, uh, especially because of how close that was to the Portland Trailblazers loss. Again, um, it would have just been an absolute backbreaker. So to come back and climb back from that one, also setting records uh, or tying records, I should say, for Raptor comebacks, that's on my short list. But I think the game that I'm going to pick is the Dallas Mavericks. Um, Dallas, of course, not, you know, they're, they're not defensive juggernauts right now they're also struggling with their bench they kind of have similar issues with what the Raptors are dealing with but they're also a team looking to win um they were a team that had um they were missing uh who's their rookie they were missing uh lively there which was huge for them and of course the Raptors were able to attack that mercilessly uh which was a big part of why they were able to win that but you also saw how the Raptors could win. It was one of those first like, oh, Pascal Siakam is here and he's unleashed, which was really fun to watch. Uh, It was a lot of mismatch hunting, which is what the Raptors um, have made their bones winning. And it was like uh, doing in the past at the very least. And it was like, it felt familiar. And it felt like, hey, you're beating up on a team that's smaller than you, that has no business being able to stop you. Can you go out and handle business against a team that's pretty good? Um, And they did that. And despite Kyrie's heroics in the fourth quarter and the shot making that he had, they still were able to overcome that and win. And it was, a, you know, a decisive win. And I think that, like, I'm grateful to still have moments like that against good teams as well. Because they were on a run. Dallas yeah. was on a run. Um, all right. So let's get into a specific player. If you could give thanks to a specific Raptor right now, who would you give thanks to? 
Uh, well, outside of like the obvious answers, like, you know, Scotty Barnes or the Pascal Siakams, I think if I was to really think I'm going about, obvious. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll dig a little bit deeper and okay. I will thank uh, Malachi Flynn for, you know, making something out of himself for at least a little bit in the early part of the season. Like the first four games of the year, he looked completely lost. Every time he came on the floor, it was just a collective groan from everybody uh, watching at home. And it was just like, oh, here comes the negative. And it was just turnovers on turnovers and nothing happening the other way. And he's been able to turn that around. He's strung together a couple of solid performances as a point guard coming off the bench, not turning the ball over as much. Obviously, in the Indiana game, he gave you a scoring punch, but a little bit tighter on defense giving you a little bit more zip on offense and for him to be able to salvage something in his final, uh, final year of his rookie deal. I I just think that, you know, we have to be a little thankful for that. Yeah. Um, obviously there's a lot of Darko involved, a lot of Dennis Schroeder um, involved there in terms of just giving this guy some confidence. Uh, but we'll see where he could take it. I'm thankful for what we've gotten so far at least. And hopefully we continue to get more from Malachi Flynn. Cause that would be fantastic if the Raptors could, you know, magically create something, out of that backup point guard slot. It really would. And I'm going to be honest, if I see Malachi Flynn up for three, like if those captain dudes have been absolute money from him. So like if you can continue uh, hitting your open threes, well, we'll take it. We love it. Um, I'm going obvious on mine and I'm going to give my thanks to Scotty Barnes. I think that like things looked really bleak. I did mention that I'm happy that this core could come back together and um, we got to see what this looked like, but the future of this team is still your 22 year old, right? And if that next jump didn't happen in year three, we'd still be hopeful. I mean, it's not to say that it would never happen. Obviously it can continue, but seeing it and being like, yes, that's the player. That's a player that we knew he could be. Um, and he's doing it day in and day out and game in and game out where you, where there's this consistency. There are even games I feel like this season where you're like, didn't see a lot of Scotty Barnes tonight. Like I wish I got to see more. And you look at the box score after and it's like, oh, 20, 12 and six. Like, all right, never mind. I think I saw a lot of Scotty Barnes tonight. He's he's just able to be impactful in all of the ways, whether he is quite clearly a cut above everybody else on the court, or if he's sort of taking that star B role, um, still being so impactful in the minutes that he has. Um, and yeah, it's just to me, watching him take that next step makes it so even if this season doesn't work out and all things start to crumble, you know that there is that next pillar on the team and something to build out to, which leaves me hopeful. And so I'm excited about that. And so what I'm thankful for, Scotty Barnes, how like boring and basic is it to say that? But um, that's what I'm going with. Yeah, no, for sure. Scotty's been incredible this season. I think like the biggest worry coming in the year was like, hey, you know, we're, we lose Fred Van Vliet. And it's like, well, you're really betting on Scotty Barnes taking a leap at some point, right? Because it's like, why do you have all these expensive players and expensive pieces around if you don't have that next guy kind of coming up? Like, who is going to be – like, where is the growth on this team going to come up? You've invested in a lot of young players. Which young player is going to pop? And Scotty Barnes, obviously, the obvious pick. Uh, the Raptors made it very clear they were going to center him in all the conversations they had this summer. I We just kept hearing, whether it's from Masai, Bobby, Darko, Scotty, 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 Scotty. And at the beginning of the year, they, you know, Clearly, they know at least a little bit better on the Scotty Barnes front because, hey, Scotty Barnes has been awesome to start the season. I think he's just been every advanced metric loves him. He's been defensively awesome, yeah. shooting threes. Like, 
there when he is engaged he is a level of player that is just a cut above and it is really exciting to know that that's a player that the raptors have at least long term yeah i mean i think that's exactly it now do you have any honorable mention something that you're it can be a player it can be a stat it can be a game it can be anything is there any honorable mention for something that you were thankful for this season uh <laughs> honestly i am thankful that uh that the courts were really nice for the in-season tournament <laughs> the courts were really nice for the in-season tournament unfortunately we didn't win any of the games so it was a it's it's been a little oh. bit of drab but honestly i'm i'm thankful pascal siakam's still on the team i'm, I'm thankful that pascal siakam has you know found his groove in this yeah. offense and the team has found ways to get up going because when Pascal's at his heights, whether it's against Dallas or Indiana or, you know, whenever he gets cooking like that, it's, it's just like a special thing to see. Um, and he's just, you know, hitting, you know, Hakeem Olajuwon spin moves on people going left, right, pump fake, whatever it might be. It's, it's pretty beautiful. Uh, I don't, I don't think I've seen like the last player I can remember where like you when you watch him like you just know it's like going like they're so heavy on Pascal Siakam left block like just catch and work from there. Oh, it's like yeah. last time I remember like dumping it into a player for like a block like that is like if you watch like Al Jefferson or uh, even like oh, in the no. past would be are like we Minnesota Rasheed Wallace or something right where it's like these these players that are like really like post post specialists yeah uh, but to see the Raptors being able to mix it in and Pascal Siakam be so dominant in that area has been uh, it's been a special thing so I've enjoyed that he's still on the team for the time being and you know hopefully they can make it work long term hopefully hopefully I uh, you know I'm like debating whether I want to go more controversial and say something that I think a lot of people would get mad at um or just sort of do the basic about like a guy like OG Ananobi who every time I open up my timeline I'm seeing people say how badly they want him on their team sorry Dallas sorry Sacramento sorry Golden State sorry like to every single team uh, and fan base that want him we got him right now and hopefully we can keep him long term um or do the more controversial take, which is I know a lot of people have been sort of down on or there's just been mixed emotions because they haven't been able to get the um the Yaka Pertle, uh I don't I don't even know what to call it. Um but I'm grateful that this team has a center. <laughs> like I'm grateful that Yaka Pertle was on this team because if that trade had not been made, the Raptors would have no five right now. Like Christian Goloko's not uh, you know, he's he's not been able to play this season. The, this, he hasn't been able to play yet. And so the Raptors are really need to rely on a guy like Yaka Pertle having him here, even if a cost a pick. I think he's worth that. I think he's worth a first round pick. He's also only like 27 years old. So having a guy like that here, knowing that that's stamped, even if you don't have the other pieces in order to make it work, like you saw last season when the Raptors really started to have a, a starting five that looked like it was gelling and rolling together. Um, you still have one of those pieces. And I think it's important to have one of those pieces. So I'm going to give Yaka Pertle some love there. Uh, I don't Focus on another holiday. It's the holiday of consumerism that happens the day after Thanksgiving in the United States of America, and one that Canadians kind of have adopted, which is Black Friday. So uh, this is coming out on Black Friday, and I want to get your Black Friday thoughts on the Toronto Raptors. So we've given thanks, but this is obviously not a complete team. They are a game under 500, so there are things that they're going to need. So I'm going to get you to hop in your 
credit card bag and go shopping for this team, okay? So I want to go through, at the very least, the starters and ask what you would like to get them in order to improve this Toronto Raptors team. Are you ready for that? Yep, let's go. All right, so let's start with let's start with Pascal Siakam. You just sang his praises a second ago. If you could get something for Pascal Siakam this Black Friday, what are you getting him to help improve this team? Look, Pascal Siakam is on the last year of his contract. We might have to be a little bit more budget conscious with what we get him. So three-point shooting might be a little bit outside of the budget. I don't know mm-hmm. if we can afford to get him that. That would be fantastic. But if we could just get him free throw shooting, that'd be fantastic. You know, he went nine for 11 in the Indiana game. Um, it seems like he's turning a corner a bit, but like if he can return the to the same thing about Gary Trent Jr. If he can turn, before. if he can turn, if he can turn a corner on his free throw shooting, figure out whatever that little hitch is, and you know get back to that mid to high seventies range that he's been in previous seasons, I think that would do like a lot for him. Uh, I think he's leaving about two to three points on the board anytime he has a high usage game, just by not hitting those free throws consistently. So, you know, if we got to go budget shopping, we'll go there. And then if, you know, he can knock free throws down regularly and he's playing the way he's been playing, um, I would say, you know, the next thing to get Pascal Siakam is a max contract, but we can get there when we get there, you know? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> what what can we get for the Toronto Raptors front office? I, I'll draw up the contract. I will. <laughs> me and ChatGPT, we'll get it done. Um I, I like that. I like that. So we're talking about free throw shooting because you don't want to go. You don't want to spend big just yet. You want to have him sign on the dotted line before you're getting him the three point shooting. Is that what's happening? You're like, well, again, like it's just a it's just a matter of what you can afford. Right. So sometimes you got to <laughs> save up for the three point shooting. OK, fair, fair enough. Let's go Scotty Barnes. Uh, if you can dig in your wallet and get Scotty Barnes something this Black Friday. What are you looking for? Uh, honestly, uh, maybe, um, like a five hour energy, maybe some Red Bull, uh, just so, you know, some of those those early games, just like, you know, Scotty can kind of start the game off a little bit slower. Maybe his energy's dipped. He's been pretty good with his energy levels. Most of the the season so far, he came out just like guns a blazing. Uh, and again, like he's having to carry a heavy load with the bench and stuff like that. So I can see like the minutes maybe wearing on him a little bit, but he seems to be in great shape. It's just a matter of, you know, having a little bit more consistent energy um, in the Orlando game. We could have used a bit more energy from Scotty. Um, definitely, you know, in the early part of the Indiana game, he was a bit passive as well um, when there was stuff for him to find. Um, that's all like learning stuff for a young player. But hey, when I was in my early 20s and I had, you know, exams back to back to back. Uh, hey, the energy drinks definitely help. So get him just a little bit of a jolt of energy to keep him going. I think would be all Scotty Barnes really needs because everything else is working for him. I'm trying to think about it. Is it like a matinee game equivalent to like an all nighter? Is that <laughs> like, like is that is that oh I stayed up all night and I got I got an eight a.m. exam? Um, yeah, okay, I like that. I like the 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 five hour energy. I think yeah, an alarm clock also works. Or you know what, motion for the NBA to just change everything to the fourth quarter. So instead of just like a forty eight minute fourth quarter, um. That might also work. Who knows? Um, because he does come up really big in those fourth quarters. All right. So let's do let's do OG Ananobi next. OG Ananobi. Um honestly. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Like maybe a Task Rabbit membership or something like can you get someone else to do your chores at home? There's no reason for OG and Anobi to be getting hurt doing chores. You know, like, I'm sure you can find a contractor to help you out with that. You know, whatever whatever it is at home. Uh, personal chef, uh, you know, whatever you need to do. You need help moving furniture. Maybe you can get help there if you need, you know, something nailed into a board. Sure, you can hire somebody uh, to do it for you. So no more injuries for OG and Anobi um, doing menial tasks. I think would be the best thing for him. So let's just uh, let's just get him, you know, someone to do his chores for him. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I think I think TaskRabbit is is what the the team should just invest in. Yeah. No one needs to be doing chores. I mean, I'll do it for you guys. Like, I don't mind. Like, like I will I will do the dishes. I will move. I I can't really move furniture. Let me not let me not bet on that. But like cooking, cleaning, got y'all. Um, all right, so let's move to let's move to Dennis Schroeder, the starting point guard for the Toronto Raptors. What are you getting him? Dennis Schroeder, uh, he's been pretty pretty good to start the season. He's shooting lights out, you know, in really the game is. in the games that he's like really been able to find his groove in on the interior. He's really provided a good secondary punch next to whoever it is, whether Scotty Barnes, Pascal Siakam, um, to kind of give him a scoring punch. If I could give Dennis Schroeder um, anything, it would probably just be uh, – it's tough, honestly. He's been pretty decent, but maybe just some additional practice time, maybe um, additional iPad to kind of, you know, watch, get more accustomed to his teammates. I think he's kind of doing the best job he can getting accustomed to new teammates. It's He's a point guard, got brand-new teammates. It's taken him a little bit of time to figure out Okay, how does Jakob Pertle like to roll off these screens? How does uh, Scotty Barnes need the ball? How do I find Pascal Siakam early in transition? Um, that's something he talked about recently, even on uh, the Raptor show, um, on his interview, where it's like he spoke with Pascal Siakam and said, hey, okay, how do we find you early in transition? And figure out, okay, we can get this ball out to OG, to Pascal, to Scotty, whoever it might be. So I think it's just getting him a little bit more time to get accustomed to his new teammates so he can be... Uh, the best version of a point guard for this team uh, right now, you know, you've had some hiccups where it's like, Oh, maybe, you know, that ball needs to move around a little bit more. Maybe it's getting a little sticky. Um, maybe like these players aren't finding them in their spots when they're, you know, when Pascal gets there low, but no, like that. I feel those complaints are starting to get, you know, fewer and far between as we're moving on. So hopefully he can find his groove with all the players on that starting lineup. And the Raptors can create some synergy there. Yeah. I remember that being one of the, one of the 
biggest things I think that like Jakob Pertle was talking about uh, during media day was just like, oh, when you have a new point guard and you have to, they have to figure out where you like the ball when you're rolling. You have to figure out how high they want the screen set and all those um, and all of those little quirks that take some time. So I don't know. Can we invent something that freezes time? I could use that. Yeah, I would love that. I'd take that too. Um, all right, so let's go with let's go with Jakob Pertl, the the fifth starter here. Um, if you could get Jakob Pertl something, what uh, would that be? Jakob Pertl. Uh, not to hate on Jakob, he's been you know had no. some great shooting percentage as of late. The only thing I think maybe like you know like uh wide receivers, um, they have those like gloves that help them catch the ball better. Uh, maybe that. No, but okay. Dwight, Dwight Howard. <laughs> Dwight Howard. You stick him in a game once. You know, maybe that. I know Demar used to like dip his hands in paraffin wax uh, before games to uh, basically like um, get them to feel softer, so he could catch the ball better. Um, or maybe just like a glove. I don't know. Whatever helps him catch the ball a little bit better. But Jakob's been going through a bit of a stretch of butterfingers uh, as of late, the last few games. So maybe if you can sort that out, then everything else is fine. Uh, but yeah, Yak's okay. been generally great for the role he plays, but yeah, maybe a pair of gloves to help him grip the ball a little better. Fair, fair enough. All right. And then I'm going to let you pick this one. Okay. So I want that. We, we did the whole, the, all of the starters, but let's get some people off the bench. Let's get a person off the bench at the very least. If you could give a gift to maybe the entire bench as a whole or a particular person on the bench, what would that be? Um, there are sales right now, so I mean, yeah, you might as well go a lot of shopping. Sales. Um, I would, um, I would get Otto Porter Jr. every single like massager, therapeutic, um, like machine that's on the market. Go to the front page of Amazon, just literally click knee massager, shoulder massager, ice, heat, whatever he needs to stay healthy. Uh, because whatever he's been on the floor, he's been awesome. Um, you get so, him like that, like the what is it? The the thing that old people use down the yeah. stairs where it just like takes them up. And exactly. Them down. No walking. Just don't <laughs> just don't just don't hurt yourself. Right? Like you the game ends, you just go right into a cryogenic freezer and they unfreeze you before the game, so you're ready to go. Oh, uh, I think that would be Otto Board Jr. Uh for and uh I don't know who else on the bench really needs it. Um you can get pressure some gloves. I mean, if you're already getting them, there might be a two for one sale. <laughs> Rush needs a lot of things right now. I'm just not sure what would be the best thing to get them. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's just uh, let's uh, let's let's just get them healthy. I guess is the first thing. You know, dealing with a bit of a okay. groin injury, so um, let's get them healthy. Whatever can help with that, I guess. Some icy hot might not be the area you want to put some icy hot, but we'll see. Whatever whatever helps brush us out. Uh, and then, you know, I think otherwise, Chris Boucher has been pretty awesome off the bench. Uh, I, you know what? I'll give him a gift of more playing time. Why not? <laughs> That'd be helpful. And He's hey, been... I mean, if you're already, like I said, tons of two-for-one gifts. If you're already getting some free throw shooting for Pascal Siakam, yeah. Gary Trent Jr. could maybe get Ooh. in on that as well. Forgot about Gary Trent Jr. for a second there. <laughs> he could maybe uh, get in on that as well. Gary Trent Jr., honestly, I... I don't know what to get him, but he's been uh, struggling. So, you know, what he needs a shooting machine, some extra time. Coming back from plantar fasciitis, he's been yeah. he's been better. Hey, I got these great heel inserts that help with my uh, my plantar fasciitis insert. Maybe you can hook Gary up with those. Uh, those okay. those are fantastic. 
Uh, the only other thing I would get is probably get Grady Dick like a like a TTC or a My Way pass, so that way he can you know get back and forth from G League games, so he can you know work on a shooting, get some more playing time. So the presto into card it. is what you're looking for. A presto card, yeah. That'd be perfect. <laughs> Someone I'm who has like, never taken public transportation hey, just exposed I, himself. T- but when I took I I took Mississauga Transit before it became a my way. I just don't I just don't know it anymore. Um, a, a presto card allows him to, to travel yeah. through the GTA. There we go. Fantastic, perfect. So <laughs> hook Grady Dick up with one of those, <laughs> and okay. uh, that should be great for him. Uh no, that's fine. That's fair. I I I'm cool with those. I agree with those. Okay, so I wanna I wanna pivot again. So we've we've done the Thanksgiving, we've done the Black Friday, but we've got actual games happening this week. But before we get into who the Raptors will play tonight, I wanna or yeah, I want to get into your thoughts on the in-season tournament. It was short-lived, came, then it went. Um it was uneventful and how it came and went. But what were your thoughts on uh, the Raptors in this uh, in-season tournament? I think it was I think it was pretty insightful. I think uh, on one part in the first game against the Celtics, it really mm-hmm. showed you kind of where the Raptors players level was. Um, okay. You saw their veterans like Pascal Siakam understand the moment and really be, you know, um, direct with what he wanted to do possession to possession. And then on the flip side, you also saw, you know, you have a rookie coach and he made some rookie coaching decisions and it's like, okay, it was instructive in saying, okay, well you're in a quasi playoff setting. This is the close you're going to get to a playoff setting in a regular season game. So what does it look like? Right. And it was against a really good team. And the Raptors showed in the second half when they were able to fix up the things, they were very competitive against the Celtics almost stole that game. I'll be at a couple decisions late. So you live and you learn. The Orlando Magic game, I found a lot more instructive in telling me just the difference between how the Raptors' uh, younger players are approaching the game versus how other younger players around the league are approaching the game. The Magic, full of young players, they took that game as being a playoff game. They haven't had playoff experience. And they were like, you know what? This game matters. We're going to come out. We're going to play hard from the get-go. They were running as hard as they could, playing defense as hard as they could, being physical. While the Raptors came out a little bit flat, low energy, and when the bench came in, just completely fell apart. And a lot of that being, you know, just poor effort, really. So I think both of those were very instructive. The Raptors learned from that game and came back against Indiana with a much better effort, of course. But I think what that in those in-season tournament games shows show the Raptors loss, but it shows just what the value is of playing competitive basketball. Because when you're not playing competitive basketball, you start building up some bad habits. Yeah. And other teams can show you, like the Orlando Magic showed, like, hey, they want to win. They might be young, but they want to win games. They want to play good basketball. And they came out and they came out with that effort in a game that for them mattered. They're like, hey, it's in-season tournament game might not mean like whatever other people might think of the in-season tournament game. They're like, hey, this is a closer we're getting to a playoff game right now. Let's try. And there is no faulting trying. Jalen Suggs was going, you know, bananas. Had insane energy out there. And it might look funny on camera. Like, oh, wow, he's trying so hard in a regular season game. But it's like, well, that's the point. That's the point of playing sport. Like, it's a competitive sport. Like, trying hard is what you want to be doing. Like, there should be no one not trying hard, right? So I personally thought that pretty admirable from Suggs that, you know, he came out and 
basically set the tone for his team out, out the get-go. And I would love to see the Raptors players be doing that moving forward, whether that's Scotty Barnes or Precious Achua, uh, a Malachi Flynn. You know, you see that you saw that with Scotty earlier in the season where he was really, really coming out with big energy to start the game. You saw that with Malachi Flynn, the Indiana game, where he just came in and was aggressive from the get-go. Um, and with Precious Achua, you know, we were hoping that you can see a more decisive, more aggressive player who's, you know, playing to his talent level rather than playing to uh, basically like, I don't even know how to describe how he's playing because he looks a lot like pretty lost out there at times. So finding what you do well and then just never giving bad effort. You can miss shots in a game, but defensive effort, hustle, rebounding, these are things that you can, that are within your control. So I think that's probably the biggest takeaway I had from the in-season games where it's like, Hey, these are areas where the Raptors young guys need to improve uh, 100%. And it's entirely controllable. And I believe that they can. No, I think that's very, I think that's very fair. There's been a lot of talk about like, oh, this in-season tournament worked. Oh, people are taking it seriously. Teams are taking it seriously. Players are taking it seriously. And as a Raptor fan, I'm going to be honest, and you touched on it. I was like, I don't think the Raptors took it all that seriously. (laughs) Like, Like you look at the Orlando game. It was very clear that Orlando came out wanting to win, taking it seriously. Suggs is screaming. Like everyone is very hyped on that end. And the Raptors just got outworked. The Raptors look like a team that just got outworked from from time of tip off until the final buzzer of the game and you look at the Boston game and I'm sorry but if it was the closest approximation to a playoff game you're never sitting Pascal Siakam for an entire second quarter in a playoff game you're never waiting with a foul to give to get your to get your star and Scotty Barnes in in the final few minutes of a game because you don't want to just give that foul get stop the clock and get get your best player in, right? Have some game stoppage there. There were some mistakes you mentioned it. It is a rookie head coach. Like I say, I think coaches grow in the same way players grow, and it's a game. At the end of the day, I think the Raptors saw it. I, I hate to say it, but from the way that I watched it, it felt like they were approaching it as one out of, of 82 as opposed to this is an in-season tournament that is a must-win for us in order for us to advance. Because if that were the case, I just don't think we see the decisions from the coaching staff that you saw in the Boston game and from the team that you saw in the Orlando game. So I I kind of looked at this as like, hey, I don't know that the Raptors are taking this all that seriously. I think the rest of the league, there's some certain teams who definitely have, but I don't know if it was this team. Yep. And even if the Raptors, uh, like even if the Raptors are technically out of it, uh, their remaining games, they have two remaining they got games left. Let's, let's they got Chicago. Chicago wants to win games. Um, yeah. And then they've got the Nets. The Nets still, I think, have a shot at it, maybe. Um, if, you know, things kind of flip the right way, they could tie up and maybe get through. But in any case, like, these are the Nets are another young team that want to win, and that's going to yeah. be a charged-up environment that the Raptors are going to play in. So the Raptors have another chance against the Bulls. They're, it's a home game. So, let's talk about it. What, do you, what are your thoughts about the game tonight against the Chicago Bulls at home? Um, what are your thoughts? Again, like you lost that first matchup, turning the ball over in the fourth quarter. Uh, that was a brutal game. How do you uh, learn from that and close this team out? This is a team that beat you in the play-in last year in a brutal fashion. And then the first chance you have at them, they get revenge. You lose to them again in a brutal fashion in overtime. So, you know, is there going to be some pride here? You got, you know, nice-looking court, nice-looking nice jerseys. Throw, the free throw present. 
Can exactly. you deliver that right now? No, no, no. I'm saying like the freezer <laughs> present you brought for the team. Can you deliver that right now? Because that was the that was the uh Hey, Friday morning, you you get out there, you buy it. Friday night, it should be there. Shame day shipping, right? So uh <laughs> in any case, like pick it up on your way there. It's all it's all doable. But I think it's gonna show a lot if the Raptors no show in this game. You're at home, your home crowd's gonna be jazzed up. It's a Friday night in the city. People want to come watch this game. They're seeing the new court, seeing the new jerseys. Everybody's hyped up. Even if you're out of it, show something. The Bulls yeah. are, you know, struggling in the early season. Their players are in trade rumors. They're most likely going to end up blowing this up. And your team, the Raptors, are not necessarily too far away from blowing it up. They're only, you know, a couple of bad stretches of games to potentially being in that same position. So what can you show? Like, is there some heart in this team or is there not? So I think it's really important for them to come out and beat down the Bulls. The Bulls are probably going to be without Zach Levine. Um, He might be a scratch for this game. He's been injured. So you're looking at a team that's already short, maybe a star. So you should be able to take them. And even if Zach Levine plays, you should be able to take this team. Uh, I think it's important for them to be able to do well. I know the Vucevic matchup has been difficult in the past. Uh, but we'll see how the Raptors can, you know, do well on the glass. They might not have pressures of Chua to switch um, in a smaller lineup, but Scotty Barnes at the five has been pretty effective. It has uh, been against in the small Bulls. stretches. So we'll see. I think Jakob Pertle showed uh, a shown improvement in any game where Jakob Yak has started off poorly defensively. He has found ways to adjust by the second half, whether it was the San Antonio game, uh, and then whether it was the first Chicago game. Um, even last night against Indiana, the first couple possessions, him and OG were just getting kind of eaten alive in that Miles Turner, um, Halliburton pick and roll. The Raptors made some adjustments. And then Jakob, next thing you see him late in the third quarter, fourth quarter, sticking with Halliburton on the perimeter, right? Uh, causing a miss. And that's that stuff where, you know, you see a little bit of veteran presence coming from your starting center, which is great. Yeah. And I think against the Bulls, again, like Vucevic might be a tough matchup, but I think Portal can figure him out uh pretty easily on the defensive end so and we've it should seen be interesting it. we've seen it with scotty if there was a yeah. game after the yakapurto trade last season where um i think this is the first game where yakapurto was benched in the fourth quarter and it was in favor of scotty at the five and he he had five blocks i think in that quarter like he was just an absolute monster and vooch was played off the court so like it can happen it i'm i'm really interested in watching this game because again you had your shot at payback it did not work this is it again it's at home you got your dope jerseys on um so do something (laughs) and the bulls are not a good three-point shooting team i would just love for this to be one of the into a three-point but this is but this is one of those games where it's just like gary trent jr pop off please the yeah. Bulls have pretty small guards. Like, sure, Alex Caruso can be annoying, and he's an incredible defender. But if you're Gary Trent Jr., you're in lineups where Caruso's not guarding you because he's guarding either a Scotty Barnes or a Pascal Siakam or whoever gets it. Go off, hit some shots. You're going to get some open looks. And this would be a great comeback game for Gary Trent Jr. I think he yeah. he's due for one to pop off, and this would be a good one for him. Yeah, this is a game that, you know, the Bulls are going to get up for, whether they're, you know, despite the fact that they're out of the in-season tournament, because it's one that DeMar always gets up for, and DeMar's teammates always love him, so they're ready to do the same, and it's got to be one that the Raptors get up for as well, so I'm excited to watch this game. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, Do you have anything you would like to plug before you head out? 
Uh, nothing specifically. Just follow me on Twitter at at Lasers. Also, uh, subscribe to the Substack at prosandclaws.substack.com where you can get more great Raptors content um, and NBA content. So, there you go. All right. Thanks so much and have a great day, guys. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.